Determining the right branding for your podcast is key if you want to stand out amongst the crowd. Particularly because the average podcast episode only receives 27 listeners per episode. The top 1% of podcasts can get anywhere between 2,500 and 3,200 listeners per episode. This, according to Riverside.fm, one of the top podcast recording platforms today. Jason Zirconi may be the ideal fit if you're looking to optimize the visibility and popularity of your podcast. He assists entrepreneurs, leaders, and professionals to optimize the brand building power of the podcast medium to establish authority, increase visibility, and accelerate your growth of your podcast. Dakota joined me this week to talk all about podcasting, what makes a great episode, and how you can maximize your audience and listener potential. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. Welcome to the program, and I'm super excited to talk all about podcasting with you this morning. Great to see you, and thank you so very much for being here, buddy. Well, thanks for having me, Kevin. Appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. Now, Jason, then tell me that you help leaders and entrepreneurs and other professionals become authority builders and maximize their uh, the power of their podcast, buddy, through. Uh, Yeah, I got into podcasting back in 2015 and really fell in love with the medium, loved getting, I I did radio back in college, so getting back in front of a microphone just felt natural, it felt like home, so I got into it pretty deeply and decided about two years into podcasting that I really wanted to learn more and, and, and go all in, so I took some time off and just studied, listened to other podcasters, listened to radio personalities, television personalities newscasters, sports announcers, you name it, just started listening to how they spoke, how they conducted interviews, how they were handling themselves as they spoke to the camera or spoke on the microphone. And it really gave me a nice, well-rounded perspective on how to do this better. So once I developed that skill set, I dove back in, started podcasting again, and that morphed into helping others do the same. There are some people that I knew personally that were looking to launch shows, but needed some assistance in doing so. So I threw my hat in the ring and helped them do so. And from there, I got into looking at the guesting perspective and how much the guest, how big of a role the guest plays in the podcast sphere. So I was 
helping people get booked. And then I realized that from there, there's a lot of people that really want to build their brands through podcasts, but they're not quite sure how to do it. So I developed a training program that helps people understand the fundamentals of being a good podcast guest. It helps podcasters because they are going to have more quality guests coming on that are more prepared for a good conversation. So yeah, overall, I'm, I'm, I'm every day I, I'm excited to talk about podcasting with people and I, I love going on shows and collaborating with hosts like you, Kevin, to talk about this medium and take it to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. You know, I always look at podcasting like speed dating, but you try to get to the heart of the matter of what, what someone's trying to tell you through a podcasting medium. And I'm trying to make them sound interesting without That's a pretty good analogy. I, I, there, there's a lot to that. I think that, you know, it, it really, I'm going to look at this to answer your question. I'm going to look at this from both sides, from the host side, what it really comes down to. Yeah. You have a limited amount of time to get to know somebody on a podcast, but if you come to the podcast with some very, very good questions, questions that aren't surface level, that they get asked a hundred times a day on every other interview, it's going to make for a much more impactful conversation. So if I if the if I'm on a show where a podcaster is asking me questions that I've never answered before, that's great because I know I'm going to get to tell a story that I've never told before. And as a podcast host, if you can get that type of response from somebody, you've done a good job because that's going to create compelling content that people want to listen to and that's going to help grow the audience. So you have that limited time. So I can absolutely see the speed dating analogy working in that respect is you want to make sure that you're hitting people with the right content in a limited window of time. But if you do your job and really dig below the surface, you can do great things and have great conversations. From the guest side, if you come to the microphone prepared for that show and you do your research and you know that you're a good fit for what that podcast is all about, then that's going to give you a leg up as well. And it's going to allow you to impact the audience and get people to follow you over to your world by leaving a call to action to come check out your website, see what kind of offers you have. I always compare podcast guesting to the, as a trailer to a movie while we're on this analogy theme. In the grand scheme of things, the, the whole idea as a person that wants to build their brand as a podcast guest they're going on shows to talk to a new audience, to network with the host, to build some good relationships. They want people to follow them into their world so they can show them how they provide value on a larger scale. So if you go to the movies, you get treated to trailers to kick things off, and they usually spend about half an hour showing you little clips of movies that are two, three, four minutes long, and it's designed to entice you to say, wow, that looks really, really good. I want to see that whole movie. So as a guest, when you go on a podcast, you tell your story, you're compelling, you're engaging, you provide value to the audience. That's going to say, this person really knows their stuff. I want to know more about what they do. And that's when they go and they check out the feature length film that you're offering, which is your business. And you show them your website and ultimately give them an avenue to join you in your world. So yeah, the analogies are strong with our conversation so far, but I see a lot of value in, in both of that and in, in both of those analogies for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, 
Adventure. What I love from um, podcasting, yes, I always tell people that life is a constant game of networking. So I'm always on on podcasting, matching platforms, and also on LinkedIn and Twitter and anything that I or personal connect, personal connected, anywhere I can make a connection. I try to turn it into a podcasting conversation in the, in the sense of what I make connections. The first question I ask myself is how can it maximize my personal value? So tell me about uh, your view on, on podcasts uh, when you uh, go through like the interview a recruiting process, process when you find someone to interview. Well, what do you think a su- successful recruiting uh, process looks like uh, from your perspective? What I'm looking for guests for my podcast, that's a great question, by the way. I, I, I always look for someone that's going to have a good story to tell, somebody that's going to ultimately help me create a compelling piece of content that my audience is going to respond well to. So I try to simplify it to that degree. And when I came up with the concept for my podcast, Evolution of Brand, the, the idea was that Every entrepreneur, every professional has a story. So if you have a compelling way to tell it, and it ultimately led to some semblance of success in your life, I want to hear that story. And others do too, because there are a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs out there that are looking to take that leap. And they may have this nugget of an idea, but they're not quite sure if it's going to work. And they don't know if they're going to be able to get it over with the general population And it holds them back from ever taking the chance and and seeing if it will actually become something. So hearing stories from successful entrepreneurs that they took that leap, they may not have had the most concrete of ideas, but they knew they had the drive to make something work. That type of inspiration is going to fuel this entrepreneurial world that I'm a part of that I want to see so many people succeed in. So my whole premise when I was recruiting guests and as I still recruit guests to this day is what is your story? How well can you tell it? Can you provide some inspiration with what you've achieved? And then can you apply some, a t- some tactical strategy to our conversation? So people listening can say, okay, yes, they made it happen. And this, now they're also telling me how they made it happen. So now I have some weaponry that I can take back to my world and apply to my practices. So for me, that's really what I look for is someone that I know I can have a good conversation with and ultimately the story that they've designed is going to fit the criteria to inspire somebody else. Yeah, and to that point, when you start a business and you want to market it on a podcast, how do you think you as an entrepreneur or a business professional, how can you get other people to come back to the podcast that you're offering. Because, you know, I look at podcasting this as, Jason, it's like a flavor of ice cream. It's kind of what flavor do you like uh, this week over the next? So how how do you get people to come back to your podcasting brand as an entrepreneur, in your opinion? Well, to keep people in the seats, the the biggest thing that you have to do is you have to create valuable content and you have to, produce it and publish it consistently. Because there's so many podcasts out there for people to consume, if you're doing sporadic releases, maybe 
this week you put out one episode and then the next week you'll put out two and then no one hears from you for a month. And then you'll come back with, here's a few more. And you really have no rhythm to how you're releasing your content. People are going to find other podcasts in those lag times between your last episode and your newest episode. If they find another show that captivates them and has got them sucked in, it's going to be really hard to get them back in your rotation because we only have so many hours in the day and we can't spend all of them listening to podcasts. So I know the, the late, latest statistic that I read is that the average listener spends about six and a half hours, almost seven hours roughly per week listening to podcasts. So if you really want to break that down and try to make some assumptions on where they're listening, that time frame tells me that they're likely listening on a commute to work or on their way home from work. They're listening while they're walking the dog or doing some chores. They're at the gym. There's a lot of places that podcasts can be consumed. And again, if you're not putting content in their ears consistently, they're going to find somebody else to replace you. So an hour a week, let's say your, your podcast is an hour long. That's powerful because you're in their ears for an hour. They will likely build their schedule on the day your show goes live to make sure they can listen to it. If they're an avid fan, they're doing that on the first day. Some people might wait a few days, whatever. You know they're listening to your show. You know they're coming back. And if you don't show up, they're going to find something else to listen to. And if something else grabs their attention, then they're gone. And again, that's hard to get people back. So if you're interested in growth, which all podcasters are, you have to make sure that what you produce is quality and you give it to your audience consistently. This is why I'm so big on the guesting space because you have to make sure that as a guest, you're bringing quality to the microphone as well, because that's going to serve you and your brand for years down the road. As long as that podcast stays live, it can impact what you do. So you have to make sure that you bring value to the microphone as well. And then when you have that synergy between host and guest, everybody wins. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast is I wanted to give people sort of a, a, sort of a cornucopia of di different topics uh, with uh, still having the core principle of wanting to have authentic conversations that make a difference. So my question to you, Jason, is how do you think we can make podcasts that aren't stale and assuming all the time? That's a fantastic question because I know I've, I've been on podcasts and I've, I've listened to podcasts where the same questions get asked every episode. Now, of course, it's a different guest, so there will be different spins. But ultimately, what happens when a podcaster gets into that habit of asking the same questions every episode all the way through is you end up having a pretty lifeless conversation. It can be a little bit robotic. It can come off exactly the same. And when a podcaster is in this mindset that they have to ask all these questions in order to make their show successful, they don't listen as actively. So the conversation doesn't take place the way that it should. And the best podcasts are when a great conversation unfolds because you're just listening to two people, three people, whatever the dynamic is, talking about what they're passionate about, sharing their expertise and giving you value. And, and it's much easier to consume content in that fashion versus something that feels like you're at a lecture at a school. 
And that's where I feel, I feel like we're moving away from that. It may be a slow movement iceberg style, but it feels like more podcasters are starting to get this part of the production down. And I know for personally with my show, I always kick off with, a, with the same question to, because it's, it's a question designed to really get the conversation going and let, let it flow from there. And then I close with the same question. And I do that for the, the, the sake of consistency with having those two big points covered at all times. But it also is an indicator to my audience that we're done. <laughs> so when they hear that final question, they know that the interview's over. So there's a lot of ways that you can do it and to make sure that it's not rigid, but you have to make sure that the conversation you're having is quality. And if you are coming in with a format full of questions, that's fine. I say you can have those as a backup, but if things start to unfold to where you're just riffing back and forth and the conversation is like you're sitting with someone at a coffee shop, just going back and forth, let that continue to unfold. Don't derail it by going to your format because you feel you have to get all of your questions in. I did an interview on my podcast yesterday. I had a whole format of questions because I prepare for every interview as if the conversation won't happen. But when it does, I don't care. I was like, well, these questions can be saved for a future interview or whatever. But I think I used three questions and we ended up recording for close to an hour because we just got, we got into a rhythm. We just started talking. The banter was great. And to me, that's more quality content than my audience will enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my follow-up to that, because I, I believe that any good podcast tech host, one of the good things or good qualities they have to have is the ability to listen. Would you agree with that? One thousand percent, yes. You have to listen to what the guest and what the host are saying. It, it goes both ways. Like I said, with the, the conversation happening, you, you can't have a good positive, genuine conversation. If in your mind, you're not thinking about what's being said, you're thinking about your next question. And this is something that I learned from experience because you may miss something. I've gone back on past podcasts that I've done and listened in editing and said, Holy crap, dude, you just missed something that would have been a great natural follow-up because you probably, I'm thinking back. I mean, this is years back when I was first getting started. I just didn't have that mindset. I wanted to make sure that all of my questions got asked. So you have to make sure you're listening at all times because they, what I mean, and this happens sometimes too, someone will give a detailed answer to a question that you may have on your format seven or eight questions later. And then you ask the question and it's all, you know, as a listener, you're like, well, they they already talked about this. And then as the, the, the guest, you're sitting there going, well, I already talked about this. So listening will knock all of that out of the equation right from the start. Yeah, Jason, and one thing that I think podcasting is great for is exposing diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, but I uh, was born with what's called uh, spastic quadruplegic cerebral palsy. Simply means that I don't have enough oxygen to walk normally in my legs, but I always you podcasting as a, a extension of social interaction and, and a real chance to bring people together as a sense of unity. And you know, you know, Jason, I've done more podcasting in the pandemic than I ever did when I had had the ability to travel 
enjoying podcasting. So just talk for a moment about the sense of community that podcasting uh, can provide. It's tremendous. And I think as I learned going, to, I went to podcast movement in Nashville back in August of 2021. And I discovered just how camaraderie the whole business industry, whatever you want to call it truly is because there's so many people, whether they're doing it to build their brands or whether they're just doing it as a passion project for a hobby, they are so invested in what they're doing that not only does that keep them motivated to continue producing great content, but it allows them to connect with others who are doing the same. And whether they do guest swaps where, hey, I'll come on your show and we'll talk about X, Y, and Z, and it'll impact your audience, and then I'll invite you on mine and we'll do the same. Or if it's people that are actually partnering with brands, companies like myself, I work with folks to on coaching and training and making sure that you're not only, I mean, if you're looking to pursue doing your own podcast, we can talk about that. But if you're looking to truly build your brand and take it to the next level as a guest, that's what I do. So there's a, a lot of different extensions on how people are working together. But ultimately, the goal of all of this is to make podcasting better. We want this medium to continue to get better because that's how we're all going to be lifted up. It's that rising tide lifts all boats scenario. If we're all working together, we're all going to get better. The medium is going to get better. It's going to attract more people, whether they're going to do their own podcasting or they just want to listen and consume information through podcasts. The more success we all have, the better this platform is. So the community aspect plays a huge role in making that happen. Yeah, and Jason, I know that you work with entrepreneurs and leaders on how to make a great podcast because, you know, uh, I've interviewed people that are great business people, but they suck at, at having a, a flowing conversation that makes sense in, like, podcastable bits where they get their point across in a short amount of time. So tell me about working with uh, entrepreneurs who are successful at their business, but not so much at, at podcasting. And I want to use it as a medium to grow their business. How do you help people uh, maximize that potential? That's a great question because I think what a lot of people don't realize is that there is a level of skill and a level of art that goes into podcasting. And I will say that we all know the, the barriers to entry to start a podcast, they're rather minimal. You can get your, all of your equipment off of Amazon. You can have a microphone and have a podcast going in a couple of days if you really want to get super granular with it. But there's ultimately a skill set that's involved that some people have that natural gift of gab and it's going to translate to a microphone. But there's a lot of other intricacies that go into it. Like, for example, someone might be a crazy good public speaker and you get them on a stage in front of an audience and they light up, that's their domain. You cannot touch them in that atmosphere. You put them on a microphone on a podcast where they're talking to no one and they tense up because it's not going to be this easy transition that some people might think that it is. Now, I'm not saying that's as a blanket statement because there are some people that can easily make that leap and the gift of gab carries them on a cloud everywhere they go. But the important thing to realize is that as you get into podcasting, 
You want to take some time to develop a skill set. The best way to do that, like I said, I took time to study other podcasters, to listen to radio and TV personalities. I took a year and a half. You don't have to take that much time. You could start doing that the second you hear this podcast end. Start listening to what other people have to say. Start watching the news with more of an analytical eye. Start listening to radio programs and other podcasts with some more analysis on how you could adapt some of those skill sets to your own. Then when you get into the podcasting space and you launch your show, you're going to have some struggles. There's no doubt about that, but you have to jump in and start talking in front of a microphone and you have to find your own voice. Once you find it, then you can cultivate it and you can start to play around with cadence and tempo and, and your, your overall posture and the confidence and how fast you speak or how slow and deliberate you deliver your message. There's a lot of ways to do this, but you have to practice in order to make that happen. So if you're looking to get into the podcasting space, it's important to realize that you don't need to have a ton of experience to make this work. You just have to have a mindset that you're going to commit to doing this and doing it right. Anybody that's looking to launch a podcast that's listening to us talk today, Kevin, my recommendation is you need to make a commitment right now that you're going to stick with it for at least one year. And in that one year, I challenge you not to look at your statistics for at least six months. We get so hung up on the numbers that our podcasts are bringing us, and it's typically the download number. That's the big metric that everyone feels that we have to have huge download numbers because that's going to change the world. And I don't know where the belief came from, because if you don't define what you want to do with your podcast when you start, what what difference does a download number make? You have to come into this with clear expectations. And like I said, I challenge any podcaster to not look at their stats for six months because there's nothing in there that's going to truly give you information that'll make you happy. You have to take that time to develop your skill set. You have to keep getting better. And the way you do that is you focus on quality content, focus on the people that you're bringing on as a guest, focus on having great conversations with them. The more quality content you produce, the more opportunities you give yourself to get discovered. So don't get fixated on growing for growth's sake because some guru on Instagram said you have to have this many downloads to be successful. That's not the case at all. Your goal is to produce quality content on a consistent basis so your audience has a reason to come back, to listen again, and then tell their friends and their family and their colleagues, you've got to listen to Kevin's podcast. It's awesome. There's so much good content. I know you'll be impacted if you listen. Once you get people doing that, your exponential growth starts to take off. And that's how you'll build an audience that keeps coming back for more consistently each and every week. Yeah, absolutely. I always said that everyone's portrait of success is different, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah. And that's, and again, with what you're doing with the podcast, I I start everybody, if you're starting a show, I I always start people with a series of questions and ultimately we're defining your why, why do you want to do this? And what is your vision of success for your efforts? For me, I can say it wasn't about acquiring download numbers. For me, it was putting a quality product out into the world that I'd be proud of. And it gave me an opportunity to connect with new professionals that have had success stories that I get to hear firsthand and learn from myself. Like every week that I'm doing interviews with new people, I get to connect with a like-minded individual and we can share ideas and I can hear what they've done. And we go back and forth. And for me, 
that's value in and of itself. I've said it a hundred times. If I'm the only one that listens to my podcast when it goes live, I'm cool with that because I got to learn something truly special from the guest I sat down with. I know that eventually people show up for that type of content. So the more I keep producing this, the more people come in and then they start binging your catalog. They hear one episode and say, damn, that was good. Then they go, I'm going to listen to this one. This looks interesting. Whoa, this one blew me away. Now all of a sudden they're going back to episode one and they're playing catch up. That's why podcasts, it's so hard to gauge download numbers because the numbers are always growing because new listeners, when they find a show are going to, if they fall in love with the show, which is what you're trying to get them to do, they're going to start playing catch up and listen to everything you've done. So your podcast is going to keep bringing in results each and every day. So I tell anybody, when you look at, if you do look at your stats and you're looking at download numbers, don't look at just this week. Because a lot of people, you know, you release your new episode and you're so excited and everything revolves around that episode. And then in a few days, it's on to the next episode and you have to recycle that excitement and point it towards a new one. That's all well and good for promotion, but from overall growth, you have to value your entire catalog and stay just as excited about episode one on when you're, when you're on your hundredth episode, you have to just be, you have to keep episode one in your mind and say, this was still great content that I want people to listen to. So keep your excitement level up on all episodes you produce and keep living up to the quality standard that you've set. And that's, what's going to bring people in. Yeah, absolutely. And I know for you, when it comes to uh, podcasting, your passion project is evolution of a brand. So tell me about the podcast that you're hosting and bringing all of this great brand information about podcasting to the masses, buddy. Evolution of Brand was pretty much the amalgam of all my podcast experience. I, I've been podcasting since 2015. I've learned a ton. I've been in one way, shape, or form involved with, I'd have to say probably close to a thousand or over a thousand episodes between my podcasting experience and then clients that I work with as well. So I brought together all of these items that I felt were high quality, I, things I'd learned from other podcasts in regards to production that I felt were very good. I threw it all together and Evolution of Brand was designed to connect with entrepreneurs and professionals to hear their stories and have them share strategies where that listeners can take and apply to their practices. And when I put the show together, I started cultivating it. I actually worked on it for about a year and that would be behind the scenes, just figuring out what do I want this to be? How is this show going to take off? How am I going to grow? What do I want to accomplish with things? And when it came time to roll it out, I made the commitment that I'm going to do everything myself for one year. No outsourcing, no handing it off to somebody else to edit. I want my specific vision for this podcast to be my specific vision. And of course, I could tell somebody how to do that. But in my head, I said, this is mine. After a year, I'll reevaluate and maybe I'll want to hand some of this work off. But for now, I'm doing it all myself because I'm that passionate about growing this podcast into the best piece of content that I've ever put into the world. For me, yeah. I'm thinking long-term, I want it to be something that people, when I'm long gone, can hear and listen to. I, I'll be proud of it. My family will be proud of it. And people can still learn something from the conversations that took place long after I'm gone and forgotten. Yeah. How can people listen to your podcast, buddy? Head over to evolutionofbrand.com and you can find everything, links to every episode that's been produced so far. 
depending on what player you listen to your podcasts on, it's available on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Stitcher, Google. I have all those links there, so you can click on those so you can connect to your favorite network. And if you're an entrepreneur that's looking to tell your story and you feel you'd be a good fit for Evolution of Brand, I have my booking and recording scheduler there. Feel free to book a time and submit the answers to the questions and we'll see what we can do to get you on a show. Yeah, absolutely. And to that point, buddy, since you've talked to several entrepreneurs and business leaders, I'm wondering your thoughts on what makes a great leader in business and in life. I think a great leader is someone that knows how to listen and knows how to manage a team of individuals. I've always looked at leadership in that capacity because you are going to be dealing with varying personalities each and every day, whether it's people that you're managing directly or clients that you're working with, or even people that you choose to collaborate with and partner with. You have to understand that not everybody has the same wiring as you. If you're able to listen to what other people have to say and what they can contribute to a cause or can contribute to a conversation, that is going to put you in a great position to excel and have more people gravitate to you because you're not closed-minded. The closed-minded people are the ones that can't take someone else's advice. They can't listen to somebody else's suggestions for making an improvement because they feel their way is the only way. So in order to be a powerful leader, which will translate to the podcasting space because it is all about confidence and delivering a good message. You have to be able to do that with the people you lead as well. But if you're able to listen to what other people have to say and manage all of those different personalities, that is going to make you excel as a leader. Yeah, and just my final question for you this afternoon has to do with your own personal or professional legacy building and how you want that to be defined. For me, in regards to legacy, I, I've always wanted to be known as someone that from what everybody sees of me in regards to what I put out there, it's that I truly was looking to make an impact on everyone that I worked with directly. But ultimately, the platform that I pour my attention into, my dedication is to making that better. So working with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, in my mind, I want them to excel. I want them to grow. I want them to experience the success that they've defined for themselves. In doing that, if they reach that goal, that contributes to the overall growth of the podcasting platform. We are still growing this medium. We are still looking for great people to join the ranks, create content that's going to impact audiences, and put more podcast content on the map so this medium continues to grow in a positive way. So each and every person that I can touch and impact and show them that from my own experience, this is what I've learned, this is how I've made pivots when I needed to, and this is how it's worked. If I can help you do the same, when you go out there and you start talking with people and building your brand, your message is going to continue to add value to the podcast platform. So to summarize your question, Kevin, for me in regards to legacy, I want people to know that my heart was in this to help not just individuals grow, but to help the entire platform get bigger and better and ultimately give people something to or give people a reason to come back for more. Yeah, absolutely. And just finally, if people want to get connected with you, is this way to do that? Join the evolution of a brand.com button? 
you can find the podcast at evolutionofbrand.com. Uh, you can also find me at jasoncircone.com. That's my website and you'll find everything you need there. That connects you to the podcast as well. But there's a lot of great information that you can connect to there. And I have some freebies and some resources that you can get your hands on to discover if podcasting and podcast guesting is right for you. Fantastic. Well, I have to tell you, you've certainly been a superior podcast guest during this conversation. But I want to thank you for the work that you do to promote how great uh, podcasting is as an industry. And I want to Thank you for engaging in conversation with me this afternoon. It's most appreciated. Kevin, I I appreciate you having me on and taking the time to speak with me today. I'm going to go one further for all of your listeners. If you come to jasoncircone.com slash let's have this conversation, I'll have a giveaway that you can get your hands on. And it's a guide that's going to help you get some fundamentals down in regards to podcast guesting. And if you want to continue to work with me after that, you can... Like I said, get the get the little preview, like I said before, the trailer, and we'll start there. And again, Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time to have me on the show and taking the time to produce this podcast for all your great listeners.